to the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast for free spirits with a big idea who want to turn their passion into a business. I'm Anke Herman, and I'm your host. My guest today has over 20 years of experience in executive coaching, working with clients ranging from eight figures to solopreneurs. She runs the creative side of her done-for-you services, where she helps entrepreneurs set up and maintain their digital marketing through her company, Awareness Strategies. Welcome, Michelle Nederleck. Hello and welcome, Michelle. I'm delighted to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Awesome. Now, let's get started. I would love you to share with people where you're based, where you're from originally, if that's the business. Awesome. Well, I'm Michelle Nedlock. I am from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And I was, we tease one of the 50 people that were born and raised here because everybody is very entrepreneurial in the city and they tend to leave, go somewhere else in the world and travel and explore new things. And it's a booming economy. So people tend to move in from other places, but I was born here, raised here and I love it. And so I'm here to stay. That's awesome. That's awesome. I actually, for some reason, it's, it's almost rare. <laughs> you know it's like people always all over the place that's, I love that's... traveling around the world love yeah, yeah, yeah. it pre-COVID cool. of course it was awesome but since COVID hit my my wings have been clipped <laughs> stuck in my office like everybody else but yeah it's been fun so I run a digital ad agency basically but we specialize in Infusionsoft so all of our clients are in Infusionsoft and we are specialists in the tech behind it so there's a lot of people out there that are certified or they're, they know how it works. Some of them are certified so that they can sell it. Some of them are certified so that they can use it in the marketing. We use it so that we can use it as a tech base. So all of our clients tend to have high functioning interests in Infusionsoft. So they do affiliate marketing or they do uh, specialize in e-commerce. They might have a whole array of products and services that they sell, or they might have one that they just specialize in, but they sell a lot of it. So it's been a lot of fun and yeah, we love bringing on new challenges. Awesome. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let me, let me just get it out first <laughs> because I was thinking like, I kind of want to go, go back, but before yeah. there, I just can't help myself. Why Infusionsoft? Great question. So when we started in this whole foray, I was in a personal development trainer. So we did courses mostly in Calgary and we had made a choice to be in Calgary because a lot of the speakers at that time were all American, like, or they were Canadian that had moved down to the States. So you had to go down to San Diego or something nice and warm, which, you know, really didn't hurt us that much. But <laughs> I wanted to have something that was here in Calgary that people could have a resource that they could go to and just knock on the door and say, hey, this is going on. How do I deal with it kind of thing? And in about 2000, I want to say 14, 15, people started going online and they went, hey, I need I want my content online. I want digital courses. Can you make those for us? So we're like, yeah, we can do that. And we discovered that personal development in its essence did not translate to say online. It was a very difficult thing to do. And I've learned a whole ton of why that happens. We can probably get into that today. But when we did that, I, we did the same thing that everybody else did. And we got kind of what I call the Frankenware. I got a little piece of software to do this, a little piece of software that does that, and a little piece of software that does this, and put them all together. And I was in a very fortunate position in that my partner in life and business is a high functioning tech guy. So he had a lot of, he was in charge of special projects for companies like IBM, for Halberton, 
big oil and gas companies where they would, they needed something done with software, but it had never done, been done before. So they would call him in and he would go, okay, this, these are the resources you need. These are the servers. These are the manpower. This is how many years it's going to take. This is your budget. And he would take care of those projects and, and make them happen. So about that time in 2014, 15, whenever it was, he went like, I'm kind of done with this whole corporate thing. I don't think I want to do it. What should I do? And I said, well, you know, people are having issues with this. Why don't you take care of my tech? And we'll see how that goes. So he looked at my tech and went, oh my God, this is a disaster. <laughs> and I went, well, you know, I did what they told me to do. And I did a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And then he found Infusionsoft and he said, I want to do it this way. I said, dude, if you do it, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't care what you do. And he fell in love with Infusionsoft because it did everything that he wanted it to do. And it had the power and the function to be able to do whatever I asked him to do. So that was the big turning point. And uh, I said, you know, people clearly have an issue with this. Like, this is not a, an easy thing to do. And I w was a computer programmer. <laughs> I know computers. I know them really well. And it's still really, it's difficult. It's hard to wrap your head around and it's kind of a pain in the ass, to be frank. So he decided that, yeah, this is a great idea. Let's pivot and go into the whole delivery of this system because people needed to get online. They still do more now than ever. And it's just not, if you're a, if you're a writer, if you're an um, experienced speaker, you're, you're out there doing your jam, you have a specialty that you do and you need to bring it out into the world, odds are pretty good that you're not really tech savvy. <laughs> it's not your game. So what we did was we helped these people. They're, they're super smart at what they do. They're fantastic. They're amazing at what they do, but tech's just not their jam. So we did the tech for them and anything they want us to do. They're like, hey, I want to speak on stage. Hey, I want to give away my book digitally. Can we set up a text number that they can just go get my book at one, two, three, four, five? Yeah, absolutely. And we take care of it and make sure that it happens. Here's your link. Here's your code. Here's your whatever. And they're like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> so so far, and nobody's been able to bring us a challenge that we haven't been able to use Infusionsoft to set up. So that is awesome. And all the rest of the software that's out, it just doesn't have the range that we need for the range of our clientele. So I'm not saying that there's not great software out there. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying, though, is that Infusionsoft does everything we need it to do. And that's why we chose to use it. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> so, I mean, I do love, I do love and That's definitely the same for, you know, the people I work with. It's just like, you know, their mind just works differently and their focus is elsewhere. So... And I get that. I think it's really that that's why, you know, like one of my programs is called peace of mind because that's really what's on offer. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So now obviously I'm curious, you know, because my guess is when you left school or left uni infusion soft probably didn't even exist. <laughs> no, no. In high so school. So how did you start out? What, what, what did you kind of. That's funny. I, I never, ever even imagined that I would be a programmer because it's funny you mentioned that one of my options in high school was computer programming, but that was in back in the day when you said, when you're writing code and it's 10 start 15, hello, or uh, type. 20 hello world 30 and it was something like that it was ridiculous and I I totally didn't get why typing those into a screen did anything anywhere else like it did not make any sense to me at all so yes it took a very long while before I came back into that foray and I actually I had no clue at in high school, what it was going to be when I grew up. In fact, going to university, I looked at my sister and went, well, actually, I looked at my marks and I went, oh, clearly I'm really good at science and math. So I think I'll go into science. 
And that was a terrible mistake. But <laughs> I looked at my sister and went, well, what do you do? Oh, maybe I'll do what you do. That was a terrible mistake. And so after that, I started taking courses to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up, not realizing that you can actually go into any given company and say, hey, can I volunteer for a week <laughs> and see whether or not I actually like doing this? That would have been a lot more economical and a lot smarter, but that's not what I did. So we, we have calculated it. I've had over 28 different career choices, <laughs> not, not even like jobs. <laughs> We're talking total, complete different career changes. So yeah, I think it actually works to my advantage because now when I speak, somebody says, well, I, I'm not in this field. I'm in oil and gas. I'm like, oh, okay, let's talk oil and gas. Well, I'm not in that field. I'm an electrician. Okay, let's talk electricity. <laughs> I'm totally good. It doesn't matter what you do. I probably have some experience around it and I can relate to whatever's going on for you. So it actually makes me a better speaker, I think. Yeah, that's that's cool. Like, it's, I love meeting somebody who's had more different careers than I have. <laughs> Then I'm irresponsible. I just don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I'll figure it out one day, I'm sure. <laughs> well, now I'm curious, though, at least yeah. in, in my experience, like the whole sort of sand settled a lot. The moment I could see the red thread through, throughout all of those, what's mm -hmm. yours? Oh, that's my thread throughout. Well, I did come up with a mission statement once. My mission statement was to rock the world, shake the foundation of dependency and move people to stand on their own. And I think I do that just by being me. <laughs> so so I, can, I can do that in any career. So I've had a ton of different careers. When I came up with that one, that was probably at the beginning of the whole personal development side of things. And I started studying the mind and why some people would catch on to things and other people didn't catch on to things. They, the resistance was there. They couldn't change. They wanted to. So it wasn't that they didn't want to. It's that something else was going on. So I started studying the mind and all the facets of it. And I started a company called Success Therapy, and we actually won the Queen Elizabeth Diamond Jubilee Award for our work with post-traumatic stress disorder in being able to help people to change their mind and mindset when they couldn't. And ironically, it was because of my computer programming that I went, this has got to be way easier. There's, you can't create a computer without it already existing somehow, some way. So our brain has to function the exact same way a computer does. So if I can go into the computer programming and change the if-then statements, then I can do that in the mind as well. So we figured out how to do that, and we did, and that was rather spectacular. So it was... Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You just little brush over that. It was so <laughs> much in there. Wait. So, okay, if we can invent computers, it's because it's already there. We are able to come up with the idea because it already exists. Wild, eh? Uh, yeah. Nothing is ever created or destroyed. It's just a matter of accessing that which we already have. So it's mm -hmm. electricity wasn't invented. It was discovered, but it was already there. And some people will argue that even in the Egyptian times, they had urns with citrus fruit in them and copper wires, and they had light. It wasn't like our lights. They're not yeah. incandescent lights. They're not ones, but they had, in essence, light. Same thing with the airplane, right? They didn't discover gravity or the ability to be able to take flight. <laughs> it was already there. They just had to discover how it was implemented in another systems and then create a system which thereby could hold us up. And they did. That makes perfect. Yeah. 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 So in, in what way would like looking at the mind as a computer, mm -hmm. so apart from like changing the if-then statement, you know, yep. but 
since we're both programmers, we also know that there's a lot of spaghetti code written all over, right? You know, if that's not well structured, boy, can you create a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> and we do. That's one. Well, and that leads to a part of kind of why people don't change as quickly and easily as they want to, because we have that kind of spaghetti programming, as you put it. So somebody will say, well, I already dealt with my issues. You know, I already dealt with that. Well, clearly you haven't because... <laughs> issues still coming up. If you're not getting that result, then great, you've dealt with it. But if you're still getting that result, then you you haven't, or it's not that you haven't, it's that there's aspects of it that are still remaining and they're still tied to other things. So how I used to describe it was like Christmas lights, (laughs) you get them in a box and you have to take them out gently and easily and straighten them all out. So take the analogy of spaghetti, you have to straighten them all out single thought by single thought, and then look at it and go, does this thought work for me? Yes, this one still works. Okay, we'll keep that one. Does this thought still work? Yep, we'll keep that one. This thought's not working for me. We're going to toss that one out. But now it leaves an empty space. What are we going to put in instead? Because if we don't, gravity or nature bores a vacuum and it will create something to put in there. So it'll either create something completely messed up and just attach two things that are closest to it, or it'll take back the one that you used to have because that one worked and functioned better. So we have to then figure out what that new nuance is and how we want to deal with situations that are like that as an adult, as opposed to as a five-year-old or whenever the thing initially got programmed. And then kind of like (laughs) computer program, you hit render and make everything make sense again. The brain goes, oh, okay, yeah, we can do that. We can think that way from now on and off you go and life is good. So basically, once it compiles, it's good. So there's no... It's, the complexity, yeah. right? You think we have something ridiculous, like, you know, a billion thoughts a day or something like that. So obviously, there's a lot of complexity that goes into it. And it's not just as easy as, oh, yeah, I had that issue with my sister that one time. It's like, okay, well, and then, and then. <laughs> so, But we can, we can, like, what if you get to the crux of it, you can actually resolve those issues and they are done. So yeah, it can happen. And just understanding that sometimes it's done and complete and sometimes it's not. And don't beat yourself up because it's not. You just discovered something that was still left remaining and that needs to be addressed. Yeah. I mean, I just make like this whole, like looking at it, looking at the mind as a piece of code, like makes me laugh to no end, you know, because I'm thinking, oh yeah, true. You know, like you kind of, one thing's now working, but that screws up something else somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. So what made you move on from like that's that's really sort of deep transformational work. So what made you move on from that? Well, the same issue is, you know, <laughs> supply and demand. People wanted were moving away from the self-help and they wanted they wanted more of a well, they were telling me that they wanted more of a like I just want to go to work, I just want to make money. How do I get this done? It's like, well, we'll do that for you and off you go and you know go in, you go on stage and you go and speak and do your thing and we'll do the tech. So with that background, though, it made it a lot easier to be able to move into the creative side of this business because now I'm doing the, well, the creative side of the business. So I'm the creative director of it, marketing and copy and branding and things like that, that all take into account kind of the psychology of selling and the psychology of buying and, and how that works, as well as the sales that I had in the past sales experience. It helps too. Yeah, I guess it's, it's, I guess it is one of those, you know, services that allow you to bring in everything, right? So there's not, 
it's not like, oh, let's just let the creative side out, but then the rational mind doesn't get settled. Like you get to play on all... both worlds. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just thinking, what, what was it, what you said in the beginning, what we were going to come back for? And I'm just blanking on that. What was it? They said, oh, we're going to dive deeper into that. There was something you said in the beginning. It'll, it'll come back to me. <laughs> yeah, no, because it was, it was, yeah, well, I, anyway, I can't, I can't think of it right now. That's okay. You will. It'll pop into your head. It's probably something about infusion softer. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was, in, it was at the beginning there. The, yeah, well, anyway, I won't, I'll, I'll stop trying to think of it <laughs> because then, then it'll, it'll. Unless it'll, you want me to go on a rant, I can go on a rant and you can. <laughs> then you'll be listening to me and then you'll think something else <laughs> oh no yes i remember now see now i've got it it was you said something that you know your like your writers and your personal development people don't aren't usually that like tech isn't their thing it's my mm -hmm. experience too <laughs> it's my clients perfectly but you were saying yeah yeah and there's a reason for that that was the one that was the bit um, there's a reason that they're they're not <laughs> I'm not sure what it was, but it, but usually, I mean, if we look at like a disc personality and you have in a, in a disc personality trait systems, you have your Ds, which are decision makers. They um, tend to be, a lot of entrepreneurs tend to be high Ds in that they're very decisive, direct, just get stuff done, move on, not thinking about the how of stuff gets done or whether the Ts are crossed or the Is are dotted. It's just move on, get it done. We're the ones with all the typos on our pages. <laughs> so it's all good. Then you have your eyes who are your, your intimacy people. They're the ones who want to create conversations and they want to have connection with people and they just want to love on each other. And typically your counselors, your speakers, your, they just want to help people to function Coaches, and yeah, how the whole totally. tech thing works. It's so not their gamut. A lot of people in sales and a lot of people in the service industries tend to be high eyes. Then you get your S's, which are your systems people. They are the T-crossers and the I-daughters. <laughs> they need to have systems in place that are straight and easy and understandable and stereotypically kind of a librarian that puts things in order and functioning. But tech's still not their strength either. Systems are, rules are, you know, operations, kind of how things operate are. And then your high C's are, I like to call them your computer minds. <laughs> they are your techies. They are the ones that love to figure out how things work. And they're the ones that read manuals. If there's a manual to be read, there was a cute joke. Somebody had called them Seymour's because they're the ones where on the bottom of the page, when it says Seymour, they're the ones that click on it. Nobody else ever does. <laughs> So yeah, they're, and they're not the ones that are going on stage. They're not the ones that are writing books. They're, they're stereotypically your engineers, your computer techs, your, they just want to know how things work and they think in an abstract sort of way. They think very logic based. And those are the ones that should be doing your tech for you. They make fantastic employees <laughs> slash, Hey, can you do this for me? And they're like, yes, absolutely. I can do that. And they get it done. So um, yeah, from a, it just makes sense from a personality typing space that somebody that runs a company isn't going to be good at the tech. Somebody that, well, and that's all of our clients right there. So it doesn't matter if you're a speaker, author, electrician, you name it, oil and gas company, tech's not the thing. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, I love that because it's, it's definitely my experience, like exactly like that, you know, so they are the people in, you know, in my case, I think I can, I see two types of people, like all of them, like, yeah, don't want to deal with it. Like they all have that in common, right? <laughs> 
there's, there's, there's the, there are the ones that just don't get it, right? They kind of try, they kind of realize, well, I should kind of understand at least the basics, but it just does not enter. You know, it does not compute. <laughs> it does. It does not compute exactly. Right? And then there are the others who actually quite savvy. Hmm? They could, but it just drains the should. life out of them. I mean, if they shouldn't be spending their time there anyway, but even if they tried, it's like it's like me reading an accounting book. It's like plonk with a head on the keyboard. You know, it's like as much as I can tell myself, like I should kind of know a little bit more about that. I'm just like my mind, just like my like it's impossible to hold interest. And yeah, I think it's just not, but I still find there's like people like you and me who sort of in, I think on the, like we're sort of sitting between two worlds, like we have one foot in each world, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think it's incredibly necessary, like not just like nice to have, it's because I also remember (laughs) when I was at uni and and I had, you know, I had a job with the uh, professor of our department and she was getting some software developed to help people, you know, like study languages, like, you know, Mm -hmm. we're sort of, you know, when I was in the kind of late 80s, early 90s, so you can imagine what that was. So it was literally the C kind of backslash forward slash, you know, that. And, And so she wasn't, she was trying to talk to the techie. It was sad. It was just really sad because he would go, oh, yeah, 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 no, I will can definitely do that. And then he'd go and she, it comes back and like, well, that has nothing to do with what I told you. To do. So then you could really see. And then she would get frustrated and he was frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you kind of need the translator in between. You need yeah. the translator between the two worlds, the person who gets the CEO, right, but also gets the tech person and can translate so the communication becomes possible. And I think that's what you and I do. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun because I started doing the project management for the business. So I was the kind of the go-between and we quickly realized that that was not my function. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not allowed to talk to the customers anymore. <laughs> I fired myself from that job. And our techs are actually super good at being able to figure out what it is people want. Because for the most part, what people want in uh, in our world is is pretty familiar across the board. So they want a landing page. They wanted to have an opt-in. They wanted to, and it's hilarious because people go, I just need a landing page. Like, well, no, you don't. You need the opt-in form. <laughs> the, the emails that go along with it. You need to have some dates. You need to, but because they do it all the time, they're going, okay, I get that. And this is what I'm going to need from you. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you yeah. actually need a whole lot more. Whereas I would just go, oh, hey, they just need landing page. <laughs> No, they don't. They need a lot more. Well, so that's the thing to kind of tell them. I actually did. I think my very first Instagram reel, right, was about that. Somebody <laughs> like, oh, I just need a button. You know, like, how you going? Oh, I just need a no, button. No, you don't. I'm like, no. You know, what happens when somebody clicks on it? Like, well, I don't know. <laughs> it's hilarious, but it's not that, like, it's not that funny because it actually happens all the time. You know, people oh, yeah. see that one thing that's kind of like, okay, you know, I need the button. But, it kind of cracks me up, though, because they're, they're like, and. I need a button and it needs to be red and it needs to have a gold trim on it. And it needs to be in a three point font and it needs to have this and that. And it's like, okay, you do know that the purpose of the button is to do something. Right? Yeah, what happens when you and they, that is not their priority. They couldn't care less. It's like, okay, well, clearly we've missed something. And that's what it comes back to. Some people just shouldn't have control of their own tech because if they are in control of their own tech, that, that's what they do. They make a button, but then they don't go through like, hey, what happens when somebody clicks the button? Hey, okay, they go to that page and then what? And then what? And they're not 
they're not in that logic-based kind of thinking or that abstract of, oh, okay, let's pretend I don't know what's going on here. I've never seen this before. How am I going to flow through this whole process? It's, it's just not the way their brain thinks. They just think, I just need a red button. That's I need a red button. And they just need, they just need somebody who guides them through the event process. Right. And I, I remember actually when I, when I really saw that it was an, I was working in the bank and it was a home loan application workflow thing. Right. And the person would, you know, and we would like, okay, try and figure out how this whole thing works. And somebody goes, Oh, so, and I'm like, okay, when somebody, when you're done with your thing, where does it go? And he goes, Oh, it goes to Jane. And I'm like, who's Jane? Oh, Jane says, <laughs> for God's sake, give me a role. Right. But like, it was really when I thought, well, wait, you know, if your mind worked like that, you'd be in software development and not in banking, right? So that's when I really saw, wait, this is my job to get this out of him. Like, that's not his job. And I think the only, it does almost, it doesn't matter who does it, but like somebody's going to do it. Because <laughs> if you don't it's do it, then people <laughs> struggle with tech, right? Yeah. Well, and I think that's one of the biggest issues that people have is they're, they, one, they're afraid of hiring somebody because they don't know whether or not they're getting somebody competent, which I totally get. And two, they're afraid that they don't have the money to do it. <clears throat> and the problem with that is that it'll often take people, you know, three, five years to start their business because they're trying to figure out how to get a Wix button to work. And it's like, okay, it's not going to. Wix does not do that. It's not their function. I get it. It's a website, but they don't make buttons work. They make brochures. And if you need to do that, then you need to have a WordPress site because, a WordPress site has the ability to then go somewhere <laughs> to take that data and put it into something. And, and they just don't get that. And it's, and it slows them down to the point where it can take people three years, literally three years to do what we could have done in a month. Yeah. So the, the issue becomes being able to one, trust that somebody is more competent in this area and it's okay to trust them. And especially when they like somebody with us, we have the marketing experience. We know online marketing. We know it inside out, upside down and backwards. And we just need that, you know, that course, that document, that book, that thing that you have so that we can put it out to the world for you and, and get it in front of other people's eyes so that when they go to the page, everything functions. So in being able to have that, the book go out to people, you know, in months, not years, allows you then make the money <laughs> that you need to be able to do the thing. Now, I'm not guaranteeing that what we do will make you money because what you are selling, maybe nobody wants. I don't know, you know, what somebody is selling. We can, we can speed up the process and we can kind of make that thing come to life. But whether or not people want it or not, well, that's on them. <laughs> yeah, no, I see that. I get, I get this all the time when people <laughs> go, like, oh, you know, how was your weekend? Oh, lovely. I spent all Saturday trying to make that button work. You know, <laughs> you think, wait, that's a 10 minute job, right? And I mean, that's the thing. The question is, and that like, it's just so right. It's like people think about what it costs to hire somebody, but they don't think what it costs. Well, first of all, their own time, like that whole Saturday or like those three years trying to figure it out. What's that worth? right? So what's your time worth? That's one thing. And also, how much money do you miss out on by not having that, you know, by like a year later, still not having anything, you know, imagine how many things you could have sold in that year, you know? So yeah, yeah, one of our clients was a lawyer, very good lawyer, a very experienced lawyer and decided to do a pivot and become a book publisher. 
So, and she's very good at being a book publisher, but marketing book publishing is totally different than marketing legal work, right? So it's like, she just didn't know what she didn't know. And I was like, oh, thank God. Can you help me get this out? Yep, absolutely. Can you help me get this out? Yep, absolutely. And, and the learning that she's doing in what she needs to know is fantastic. And she doesn't need to know what button to hit. So it's, <laughs> she's getting an education from us, but it's not what you would think it is. It's not which button. And we do have clients that want to know which button to push and, and we're totally cool with that too. But for the most part, it's like, okay, yeah, I know enough. You guys go do it. <laughs> so what have you got coming up for next year? What's on the horizon for you? Awesome. Well, we had, we just finished the ultimate online business resource summit and it was fantastic. It was all about the differences between marketing in bricks and mortar and marketing online. It's totally different beast and how you can do it in the legal aspects, getting financing, marketing sales. It was awesome. So we'll be doing that again every six months. I am fingers crossed on that, but you can always go and check out the recordings from the last one because if that's all you get, you got about a year's worth of education on that one. And as far as business goes, we are growing and booming and life is good. So we're taking on more clients always. I would love, love, love to get up to 50 employees um, by the end of next year. So that's my goal. And I just want to be able to help people get their mojo going and uh, help them to focus on what they do best, regardless of what it is. So if somebody is a fantastic electrician, awesome. If they're a fantastic plumber, awesome. And if they're in you know, personal development or speaking or otherwise, I just want to help them get that out into the world. And awesome. Sounds fantastic. So where can people go find, find you, get in touch with you, find out more about you? Absolutely. You can go to awarenessstrategies.com and there's a whole bunch of fun freebies on there. You can do a business assessment, you can do website audits, you can do all sorts of things of figuring out where you're at and what your needs are. And if you want to just go and play and figure out whether or not we might be for you then go check us out awesome well thank you so much that was just such a fun conversation oh thank you for having me i was delighted to be here awesome thank you so much and i'll speak to you soon bye thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed the episode please subscribe and leave a review to help others find it if you are a coach speaker or author a passionate big picture thinker with a vision and you want to build an online business to reach and impact more people, go to passionbusinesspodcast.com and download a free copy of my book, Taming the Tech Monster. And join my free community, Don't Just Learn, Create, Business Building for Mavericks to connect with others on the same path. That's passionbusinesspodcast.com. I'll speak to you soon.